Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with wellness superstar Heather Gudisco. As a wellness superstar who empowers others to become the superstars of their life, she is an accomplished author, coach, and speaker. She empowers women and men to embrace a superstar mindset, which allows them to be the MVP of their lives season after season. With a background as a former NFL cheerleader, she brings an infectious energy and unique perspective to personal development. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin everything with us with covering the last three and a half years or so. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it subsequently change you? Ah, that's a that's a big question, right? Because the pandemic, what looking back at it, it was it was life-changing in so many ways um, for the world. And just trying to navigate it as a mother of three kids who were all in school at the time, uh, and a gym owner of a brick and mortar gym, uh, my world pretty much changed overnight. Um, like like a lot of us did. Uh, my kids uh, were ordered to stay home for the rest of, well, it was supposed to be two weeks, right? So they were told two weeks, you're going to go home. And um, we thought, okay. And same with, same with, uh, you know, my gym, my gym was still open for quite a, quite a few weeks. And then that total shutdown came. Um, being in Pennsylvania, the schools were shut down. Um, and I had a senior in high school, a junior in high school and a fourth grader, and they were all home. And what really was rough as a mother is my daughter was a senior. So she's a track athlete. She was missing her track season. Um, and she was just starting to really blossom into her own, um, you know, into her own in her senior year. And now she was missing out on all of those milestones, the prom, you know, her senior art show, track season, graduation, not just in the senior year, but, you know, you're working towards that from the time you're in kindergarten. So all of that ripped away and not only feeling bad for her, but, you know, in a sense, feeling bad for myself, because as a mother, as a parent, you look forward to these huge milestones that your kids have. So I was trying to be there for her and I was also trying to um, be there for my gym community. We had a very tight knit community, like a family. And I decided uh, when I had to shut down, I was just going to simply offer a class on Facebook Live. It was the easiest way to reach everybody. Um, and I also thought that way, if you know what, if there's someone scrolling on Facebook and they see my workout and it's going to help them get through their day so be it like i'm just going to open this to the world and it was really awesome we had women um and men uh from i had one as far as south africa joining me live so that was really awesome um and on these they were like super long workouts because we were all home so you know they would start at like 10 30 a.m sometimes go to noon um and it was it was a way for us to connect still through a screen in addition it provided us you know even though it wasn't interaction, people could type in their comments. But, um, you know, we were able to share the fear that we were feeling, the anxiety, the, you know, the, the days of hope and joy as well. So just having that together. Um, but I think through all of that and showing up for my community and showing up for my daughter and my family, I completely lost sight of who I was um, and what I had to offer and just felt literally my my 
fizzle in life fizzle. My mojo was drained and I became a shadow of myself. Um, and I decided in 2021 um, that I was going to close my gym. And uh, I had my daughter who had gone to college now, fully masked, of course, in the college scene. And that was very hard. Um, my son was right after her. So he was headed out to college and just um, felt very lost. Yeah. Um, but the good news is like, we always hear right during these times of struggle is when we we do a lot of growing so i did a lot of growing that year of 20 of 2021 i had the quiet whisper the nudge of of knowing that there was this this book inside of me right which is really less of a book and more of a way of life more of a mindset that i could teach other women men who were going through this to realize that hey you know what we all have a purpose and let's lean into it. And that's when we can shine our beautiful light of love like a superstar and help others and create this beautiful ripple effect. So I decided, hey, I'm going to write a book. I don't know anything about writing a book, but I'm going to do this. And I got it done. And now I'm a published author. And I am looking to just get on podcasts and stages. And I still do coaching and I still do physical fitness training. Um, so I am just in every capacity. Uh, looking to enhance and inspire other people's lives. So you you answered my next question, which was, if you were in front of a bunch of third graders and a, and a kid said, hey, what do you do for a living? You encapsulated it really well. So what I want to ask you as a follow-up to that is, what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Oh, gosh, third grade. Uh, I think I always liked performing in some aspect. I liked commanding attention. I liked, um, you know, whether it was in, in moving and, you know, I, I did gymnastics as a, as a, as a third grader really got the, the buzz to want to dance in fourth grade. I remember. Um, so I always loved being physically active, feeling that energy and also being able to inspire somebody else through moving, whether it was, you know, and then later in life, I played field hockey, you know, cheerleaded, uh, dance. So all of that, I think I always just wanted to be leading and inspiring through movement and energy. So clearly this has been a part of your DNA. Take me back to where you were born and raised and how you got to this point where you aren't afraid of the stage and you do like to be very active. How did all of that become you? Yeah, I would definitely say it's my parents. Uh, I My parents are awesome. They're still together. They're married almost 50 years as we speak. Wow. Um, so just really awesome, inspiring parents that uh, were encouraging uh, both my sister and I to always try different activities, you know, from the time I was in, it was a preschool gymnastics. So they signed me up for that preschool gymnastics. Uh, we, you know, it was the 1980s where everybody was into skiing, alpine skiing. So we skied as a family. Um, in addition, they both were great role models. Uh, I had a membership at the YMCA. I still have my membership card from when I'm like probably less than third grade. Um, so we were, you know, we'd go to the YMCA together. My dad uh, eventually trained and ran, I think, seven to eight marathons. My mother was always in the aerobics room doing aerobics. And so it was just a way of life for us. And I don't think they, they realized the impact that it actually had on me to see them so active and um, just having fun with movement. 
So who's been a hero for you in your life? Well, I would have to say my parents, definitely. Um, Yeah, uh, they're, like I said, and they they show up. They're not, they don't just walk the walk. They talk the talk, but they also show up as not just as a parent for me, as grandparents for my kids. You know, they're at every single event that they possibly could be. Um, And now for their great grandson as well. So they are present um, and they are active and they... Um, they lead with love. And I think for me, that's, that's what I want to exude in my life. When someone meets me, I want them to feel like, wow, she's authentic. She's real. She is full of beautiful energy and she, you can feel the love, you know, just like sunshine. So speaking of that notion, if you could meet anybody out there in the world that's alive today, that's an inspiration, who would you love to meet and talk to? Golly. Golly, these are these are thought provoking questions. Yes, I'm waking you up. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna have to think on this one. Play okay. play some music. Do 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 We can circle back to it. Let me let me circle back. Let's circle back because I'm gonna back. write it down and I'm gonna jot it down when I think of it. Okay. So. What is the motivation for you every day? You obviously have a lot of energy. You're trying to help people. What is that motivation for you to wake up every day, to be who you are, to not only help people, but to evolve as a person? Yeah. Well, I think here's the secret is that I don't wake up every day feeling like this. Yeah. And I think that's the misconception when we meet people who are high achievers and, you know, have have these accolades that they've done, uh, you know, whether it was because I owned a gym or cheered for the Eagles or wrote a book now, I don't wake up with vim and vigor all the time. I certainly work to do that. And I do put a lot of work in behind the scenes to make that happen. Uh, And I think because I'm a lifelong learner, and I'm always reaching to learn more about how to help my physical body, how to help my mental capacity, how to help my spiritual uh, spirituality, that I am able to continue moving forward, even on the days that are are rough and a little bit harder because I fuel myself not just with healthy foods, but I'm fueling myself with podcasts. Um, one of my favorite podcasts um, is the Ed Milet Show. He has amazing guests on there. Um, so probably that's one person I would love to meet there one day go. is Ed Milet. Um, but uh, and, and you know I'm constantly reading books. I um, just did a 21 day manifestation challenge with Gabby Bernstein. So. I think the way that I'm able to continue to function at a higher level is that I am putting in the work. It doesn't just happen. And I am also resilient. So on those days where I'm just feeling like, oh, what am I doing? You know, dealing with all of those opponents, which I talk about in my book, um, that I'm able to be resilient. I'm able to say, hey, you know what? That's not true. Or I take a time out. So in my book, I talk about all these things, all these different roles that we play that allow me to become that superstar each day. And the days that I'm not, okay, it's just like it's just like the Eagles, right? They yeah, right. they lost big time this year, but they're not going to hang up the the helmets and the uniforms and say, "Hey, we're done with football." No, they're going to go into their off season. They're going to take a look. They're going to become aware. They're going to get head back to that preseason, and they're going to do the work so that when it's time for competition, they're going to be their best. And that's that's my 
my line of thinking Absolutely. that I try to teach others as well. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. What's been the best letter or feedback you've gotten from your book or even one of your favorite success stories as a coach? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my my gym was called Sweat Like a Girl. And um, that is probably my biggest success story of being able to, again, do something that I knew nothing about. I had I had been a, an aerobics director, instructor, and then it was called group fitness, right? Because I was I started teaching aerobics back in the 1900s, went to school for kinesiology. So again, always love to to um, inspire others with movement. And just again, had it on my heart that, hey, you know what, you need to open the gym for women, just for women where we can all just get together. And it doesn't care, it doesn't matter what you look like. And you're not trying to impress anybody come as you are. And it was the most beautiful place that li literally every woman who stepped in there felt welcomed. They felt loved. They felt included. And it wasn't any specific. And I actually, one of the things I, I was working on doing um, and then let my opponents get to me, but was, was to franchise Sweat Like a Girl at one time. And, you know, I remember going through and, and writing out the different programs and plans and you know, really to, to get that essence of who we are, it's nothing I could put in paper. It was, it was the feeling, it was that energy. So I think for me, um, you know, when someone says, wow, you, you have amazing energy or, you know, I just, they come to a class of mine and it changes the whole trajectory of their day or, you know, specifically the women that um, never felt comfortable moving their bodies would leave my gym feeling so good and loving themselves. And that's really, again, what I continue to want to do is I want people to lead with love. As a fitness trainer, people come to me because they hate themselves. They hate this part on their body. They're hating, you know, how their belly goes over their jeans. And it's like, no, take a, take a moment and love on yourself. Be grateful that your body is still here on this earth. And then if you have goals, let's work on those goals, but let's lead with a place of love. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you had a dream tonight and ran into say a 20 year old version of you, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life up to this point, what advice would you impart on that young version of you? I would definitely say, believe in yourself. And don't allow, don't allow your negative self-doubting thoughts to get in the way uh, because that is something that I do struggle with to this day. And again, that's why I do so much work uh, in the uh, personal development, personal growth on my own side. And that's why I love to help others because there's so much goodness and so much inspiration in all of us. And if I had, you know, it's kind of like, I guess it's twofold because I feel like I wouldn't be able to be where I am today had I not had all my life experiences up to this point, right? Yeah. However, looking back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, you know, could I have expanded my gym into a franchise, not to just, you know, work with the woman near me, but all over? Um, could I have done more in in uh, you know the way of a high school coach when I coached my daughter in field hockey, I loved doing that. So you know, I think it's believe in yourself with a hundred percent certainty that 
win or lose, you're going to grow and whatever the outcome is, it's okay to keep moving forward. So as an author, what was the first book that you ever read that really made you want to either write or read more? Hmm. I'm looking at my books. Uh, you know what? I don't know that it's any specific one. I think it's a culmination of uh, just being around the personal growth. Like once you get into that personal growth um, room, so to speak, like you just it, it becomes like something like you want to learn more of. In addition, um, actually, I just thought of this now, but my dad actually had gotten into reading a lot of um, self self growth self-help books. Um, he read, uh, when I was in late high school and college, I think it was Dan Melman. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I, I can't remember the book, the warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was probably my first introduction to that style of, of book. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's just, it's the culmination and just knowing that again, it was, like my book is a take on all of these other books and all of this, all of these other ideas. And it's just the way that, you know, God, the universe, whomever, you know, you think of is out there that it was put on my heart to compile all of these wonderful things that I had learned and put them into a super fun game plan that made sense for me. And again, I knew it would make sense at least for one other person out there. Yeah. And that makes me happy. So at the end of the day, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, everybody that you work with, everybody that gets your book, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Mm. Wow. I love your questions, Joe. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good. Uh, let's see. My perception of me is, you know what? And it, this is hard too. I'm 48 and I'm proud to say it. I'm not afraid of aging because I feel like if we're not aging, we're not here anymore. Yeah. Um, so at 48, I'm certainly not the same person I was even 10 years ago, right? Or at 28. And I, I have now my young adult children's children's children. I have a 22 year old, a soon to be 21 year old. So it's interesting to see them start to come up into being an adult and remember like that mindset that you have when you're in your 20s as compared to now, you know, nearing my 50s. Um, so my perception of myself now especially after all the personal growth and personal development that I've been doing is somebody that really um, allows my energy to inspire others. Sometimes it's going to be that great big in your face energy, which most other people would, would that's who they see me as. However, as I get older with wisdom, right, I'm realizing how important and how amazing that softer side of energy also is the calming. So, you know, like if you think of a babbling brook, like it's just going down, it's nice and easy. There's still an energy flow to it, but it, it doesn't have to be those big crashing waves all the time. So my perception of me is that I am just a constant flow of, of, uh, awesome energy, sometimes big and in your face, other times, um, much more calm and quiet, um, but always there to kind of keep you keep you in your flow. I love it. So if anyone wants to get your book, hire you, learn more about you, reach out, how do they do that? Heathergadesco.com. Easy. Easy, easy. Yep. And you can look up girl, girl with a game plan. That's okay. me. 
right there. The book's right there, right there behind you. Wonder- right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever forget, you're number one in your life. Number you one, go. number one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Heather, thank you so much. I appreciate the energy, the story. Best of luck. And hopefully next year it's the Eagles year. You know, they, they're due. That's right. And thank you so much. This was so much fun. I will come back anytime you want. You can you can stump me on more questions. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next next time. Neon Jazz.